What's going on, everybody? This is Justin. But with that being said, we got a lot to catch you up on, guys. Um, obviously, our boy Zane got married. Congratulations to the Izagiris. Um, but a lot of stuff happening in the Zag world, basketball world. Uh, so let's get it rolling. Jake, Zane, how are we doing today? Uh, this is Jake, co-host up in Seattle still. It's the one sunny day I think we've had in like two weeks. So got outside a little bit today. It was nice. And yeah, you know, just happy for for our, our other host, Zane, to, to finally tie the knot. What's going on, boys? Special guest host, Zane, coming to you live from God's Country, Spokane. Beautiful, sunny, 80-degree day. Um, I'd love to tell you that I'm doing well, but to be quite honest with you guys, I am suffering a slight clinical depression from the past 30 or so days, which have just been pure electricity. Um, you know, starting from the bachelor party with the boys in Tahoe to the build up to the wedding a couple, couple weeks ago, the wedding itself. And then, you know, seven days in Maui to now come back to Spokane to have gone to work today for the first time in about 15 days. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know why I don't have a glass of whiskey in front of me, but I'm going to go run and get one of those real quick. Signing off for now. Man, I'm amazed you can still drink. Holy shit. Hey, I'm dead. That's the more impressive feat there. But um, glad to hear you guys are doing well. We've got a full intern crew tonight. Coop, Zambi, Dan. How are we feeling today? What's going on, fellas? Intern Coop here. And yeah, kind of like everyone else. I think I'm still recovering from Zane's wedding. Um, a quick shout out to award-winning listener Weston and his now wife Alana for also tying the knot this past weekend. I know a lot of us were at that wedding, and yeah, it did took a toll on the body. So we're still recovering, but we are we're doing all right. Happy to be back. Happy to pump zags, and along with other things. So yeah, let's get it going. Yeah, what's up? It's uh, intern Zambi here. I got little intern Baja at my feet. And I kind of echo uh, what Cooper was saying. I'm still a little bit of recovery, but um, yeah, great weekend and ready to talk some Zags. What is up, everybody? Insert Dan here. Uh, I think I can echo the similar sentiments that back-to-back -back wedding weekends with the Zags does take a toll on you. But we did some great networking in the Davenport lobby that we cannot wait to share. So... With that, I feel like we got to get this show on the road. I will just say real quick, a backup, Cooper. Congratulations, Wes and Alana. This might be our first international listener now that they're in Thailand. So, you know, spreading the pod worldwide. Hopefully he he shows it off to, to <laughs> all his new Thai friends. That would be great if we, we had to, a uh, huge Thai following. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, where did this come from? Weston. He's our missionary. You know what's really funny? I look at like like the the platform we use to post the podcast. There's like two listeners in India. I have no idea why or how. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. But shout out to those two listeners because they're they're pretty consistent. I like to think one of us bought bots, but just not a lot. Like we thought they were too expensive, so we just bought two. I I actually almost guarantee it's Weston using the little VPI thing so that they can't track in America. VPN? Uh, VPN? Oh, that's actually a, yeah, probably. Probably Weston. 
<laughs> well, now it's in Thailand, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, congrats, congratulations to Weston and Alana. That's awesome. A lot of married boys running around, but that's good stuff. Uh, Zane, why don't you lead us off with the uh, the wedding talk? Yeah, so as I alluded to uh, sort of in the intro, a uh, huge couple of weeks in the Izagari household. Um, poor Courtney has to go around explaining to people how to spell and pronounce our last name now. <laughs> That, you know, it's my pleasure to give that burden to someone else. Um, but otherwise, I mean, boys, and fantastic, fantastic wedding weekend. Um, I think we partied it up from like Thursday, starting at Star Bar, which was pure electricity. Um, Friday, you know, Jack and Dan's running it back. And then Saturday, you know, to top it off, the actual wedding, um, Pure electricity. Credit to you boys for uh, for helping to make it that way. I do think things got a little fuzzy for, for old Zane towards the end of the night, um, but I am pretty sure, did anyone on this podcast have their shirt buttoned up fully by the end of the night? Victor wouldn't let us. I wasn't even, I'm, I'm, I'm not a groomsman. Victor's walked up to me, why is your shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> Take off that undershirt and unbutton it. I'm like, oh, okay. It was aggressive, you know, but I like the style. Yeah, I was, I do, I was a button as well. I do think uh, <clears throat> there was a little bit of a weather concern heading into the wedding, but, you know, God would not let it rain on, on our wedding day. Um, instead, he waited until we moved inside. Fun fact, boys, we ran out of alcohol while we were all still outside eating dinner. Um, and then it became, you know, a cash bar. One of the uh, more electric moves of the night was Victor bringing down, you know, two just gigantic handles, one of whiskey, one of tequila. And I think we made a pact that every 30 minutes on the dot, we were going to take a shot. Um, and that, you know, led into the boys basically stripping on the staircase to YMCA at one point and then huddled up together with our shirts unbuttoned, no one really with their eyes facing the right direction, singing bye, bye, bye um, at the end of the night. Pretty electric video uh, lingering out there of that. But what about you boys? Do you guys have any uh, favorite memories from that? Uh, well, Zane, I think you summed it all up. I mean, I think I told everyone here that I do not remember a song that was played on the dance floor. <laughs> so um, I saw that video of us, singing bye 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 and had zero recollection so um yeah and like you said i think it was uh taking shots with victor and your uncle in 30 minute increments that did that did me just absolutely dirty but loved every minute of it wouldn't change it for the world um yeah oh, I do, how I, was the spread boys i was still recovering from the night before but it was it was good i i i I'd come back a bit by then, and the, the roast was nice. Speaking of Jake's recovery, I don't think I saw alcohol in that guy's hand until at least like 9 o'clock, maybe. That guy was drinking the, the, the nice iced tea and all other beverages that were non-alcoholic because Jakey boy went a little too hard, I think, at Jack and Dan's. I, I definitely did. The, the prices of Spokane will get you when you have a, a, you know an income. I wasn't used to... I was used to, you know, treating Jack and Dan's as a treat, you know, like, okay, we're going to spend a bit of money tonight, but compared to Seattle, it was like, Oh, it was a kid in a candy shop and uh, diabetes one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, 
I, to, to sum up Jake's night, I was like, ah, oh, Jake, remember how good those drop shots were? And he was like, what drop shots? <laughs> I was like, Jake, we were right there taking them with us. It was me, you, Lau, and I think Sass was in there. And he was like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> this explains a lot. I was I was with the Manja boys. Oh, yeah. I think uh, my favorite was just how nostalgic it felt at Jack and Dan's with, like, you actually knowing people there. I was like, this feels like college. This is nice. Yeah, I think uh, I've, I don't think I've ever been a part of an event quite like that in my life. Um, I think just the just impromptu strip tease on the staircase and just throwing the ties and full on button. Never did I think that's where we were going, but I should have known that was coming all along. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of dirty in a good way. Yeah, it was very I think, dirty. I think I think it was the perfect amount of dirty. I will say, if there was one sort of um, negative about that whole wedding week, it's undoubtedly learning that Star Bar now charges seven dollars and fifty cents for their Long Island iced teas, mm-hmm. which is a crime. Mm-hmm. A crime. Travesty. I agree. They say inflation. You know, it's only ten percent. It should be five fifty now, not seven fifty. They, they, they just. You know, betrayed the community is what I would call it. Yeah. But shout out to Mitch Penny, who was undoubtedly the, uh, you know, karaoke king on Thursday night, I think. He let it off. And then I believe he also finished it off at the end of the night. Guy was a pure electric factory, a walking, talking electric factory. But I I guess I should get to the uh, sort of punchline of the whole night. Um, The highlight, I think, uh, was, you know, by the end of the night, we had done our little last dance thing. Courtney made me put my shirt back on. We, <laughs> we left the Glover Mansion. Uh, you know, everyone was screaming and shouting. It was, it was a ball. We were going back to the hotel room at the Davenport. Get to the lobby. The uh, elevator doors slowly slide open. And whose face do I see? Kevin Pangos. Former Gonzaga superstar. Still a Gonzaga superstar. Um, Cleveland... Cavalier recently. Um, I am so drunk at this point. When I see Kevin Pangos, my jaw just drops. And the only thing I can say to him is, dude, I named my dog after you. God damn it. And he looks back at me with just the most confused look in his eyes and just says, what? And I, and I just toss my phone to him and say, can you take a picture? And Courtney had to say, well, he can't take the picture if you want him in it. <laughs> Man. It, was just, it was just a mess from start to finish. Luckily, he, uh, he didn't hold it against me. And I believe he ended up spending the rest of the night with most of the groomsmen and a bunch of the wedding party downstairs with Dan and Cooper over there. Uh, that is that is very true, Zane. Um, I had seen the picture of uh, you, Court, and uh, Kevin Pangos, and heard he was in the building. And I think um, my ears perked up a little bit when I heard that. And uh, somebody told me, yeah, he's just sitting over there in the bar. Like, no one's talked to him. I'm like, well, that's going to change right now. Walk right over, talk to Kevin Pangos, and just say, hey, man, that's Gonzaga, class of 2017, you're a legend. Blah, 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 blah. We, you know, dap it up and just start, just start talking for like 10 minutes, just about Gonzaga, his career, whatever. And then Cooper's drunk ass comes up next to me about like 10 minutes later. He puts his arm around me and he's talking to Kevin. He's like, oh, is this guy just fucking bugging the shit out of you or what? Just like super <laughs> aggressive. And he's like, what's up, Kevin? I'm Cooper. <laughs> and then we start talking. 
Uh, and then uh, we kind of tell him, yeah, you know, we're with a big, big wedding. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like my buddy that got married, he named his dog Pangos. He's like, no fucking way. I didn't even think that was true. I'm like, yes, it's real. I can confirm. I promise you. Like this guy isn't just full of shit. And uh, then, you know, bring him over to the big group. Um, I got a picture of Zan. Zan, I got a picture of your parents with Kevin Pangos. They thought yeah. it was pretty electric. Uh, and then I believe uh, my mom asked him also about my dog. I'm sure she did. <laughs> I'm sure she did. So yeah, we're just, we're just talking to him and he's like, yeah, guys, I'm going to go uh, run upstairs, drop off my laptop and then come back down. In my mind, that's the end of the night. We had a great run with Kevin. He's got other, better things to do. Then 10 minutes later, the guy comes back down and just comes back and hangs out with us for like a freaking hour. So it was, uh, it was, it was very cool. We talked all kinds of different things that hopefully we will uh, talk to him on this fine program at some point in the coming months. Cooper, wow. do you remember any of the uh, intricate questions you asked Kevin Pangos throughout the night? <laughs> Um, yes, I do have recollection of the questions I asked. I, um, would hope at some point to Dan's point that we would have him on and I can ask him there because I did have some juicy ones, ones that had him like, Oh, a little perplexed, but, um, yeah, I think Dan would say that I probably overset my bounds a bit, but I don't think so. I think I was just, you know, the ideal drunk journalist in that moment. <laughs> The ideal very, young journalist. <laughs> very aggressive, Cooper. Just like, you didn't care about X's and O's in the NBA, or is it just like you just go out there and play? I'm just like, what is this question? Where did this come yeah, from? Yeah, but he like, but like to Pangus's point, he's like, yeah, there's definitely coaches that care about that. And there's ones that like, oh, I have LeBron. He can go fucking do whatever he wants. So great question. Um, yeah, I I thought it did a great job. Stand by it, Coop. Stand by your questions. Well, the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway of this was that that guy was just the most down-to-earth guy, and that is what makes Gonzaga special, is superstars like Kevin Pangos being back in Spokane, realizing that they're just like us. We're just all Zags. Once a Zag, always a Zag. And he would love to chop it up with us on this fine program, which originally didn't, didn't talk to him about. I came back, told Paige that I talked to him. He's like, yo, did you get him on the pod? I was like, nope. And I went right back and I asked him about the podcast. So he's into it. He wants to do some more media. I didn't, I told him that we're not necessarily the most traditional form of media. Um, but uh, I feel good about, about being able to get him. I do have his email. So you should have branded us as new age media, like whatever that means. It doesn't really mean anything, but it sounds cool. Yeah. We'll be uh, hitting him up shortly, but uh, he's about to play in Milan this upcoming year. So best of luck to, uh, to our guy Kevin now. I mean, I mean he's, he's no longer Kevin Pangos. He's, he's just Kevin to me. Kevin. Well, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Dan's like he's just my best friend, Kevin. That's the only call him CP. I don't know. That would be a, a solid 100th ep episode. I think we're coming up on it. So Ooh. to be determined. Things are in the works, but. That, that was a lot of fun. I, I just remember just like being shocked that Dan didn't even bring it up. I was like, hey, but did you talk to him about the pod? He's like, nope. And I turned right back around and then it was just like, hey, sorry to do this again, but uh, we have a little podcast and he's all about it. So I get it. You don't want to like go up to him and the first thing you'd be like, I got a podcast, be on it. You know, I think you did the right job there, Dan. You, you buttered him up a little bit. Exactly. Like 
this is this is pretty funny, boys. So the next day, uh, we get like our first sneak peek photos from the wedding, and Courtney's going through them, and she's like, you know, getting a little teary eyed, um, and she's like picking a couple that she wants to post right away, just basically announcing that we got married, <laughs> and she posts hers. And my instant reaction is to start, you know, finding one that I can post. And I, I want to do the one with Kevin Pangos. <laughs> <laughs> and that almost led to our first fight as a married couple. Um, but, you know, like any great husband, uh, I backed down immediately, found a little cutesy. Yeah, probably you should focus on the getting married to your wife as opposed to meeting Kevin Pangos. I was going to crop her out and just do me and just Kevin Pangos. You and <laughs> just me and my bestie. Any, if, anyone, if anyone out there listening has not seen, I think it's somewhere on our Twitter page, the photo of all of us with Pangos, I highly recommend. We are all just absolutely sauce. I think I'm, at that point, I had taken my dress shoes off. I'm in sneakers, suspended <laughs> off, hair is going in every which direction um it is just we're an absolute mess of a group but um we got the picture that's all that matters um so yeah if you haven't checked it out i think it's on the twitter um go give it a like hopefully that's a nice tease for probably our best episode ever when we land the man himself do we go into this uh song thing right now cooper do you want to do you want to leave this one I think I do. Yeah. So kind of jumping the gun this week on our, what is the summer session four page? Four or five. Four or five. Doesn't matter. It's summer. Who's four. counting? School's out. Um, so yeah, in the spirit of wedding season, um, we decided to pay a little homage to that and we'll be doing a best uh, and overrated wedding song where each of us will be picking our preferred song to be played at a wedding and a song that we can you know maybe do without so with that being said um zane you're kind of the man of the hour what was your uh favorite song at the wedding what was one that you're like we could probably skip this one <clears throat> well my favorite song obviously played um dj gave us some latitude with that um but undoubtedly for me you know i don't know if it's the movies i don't know what it is but shout Shout is always just an absolute sender if the crowd is into it. Everyone's jumping. You're getting sweaty. That's typically when the buttons start coming down. You're jumping up. Shout now. Jump up and shout now. Um, the seeing wedding crashers, first boobies I ever saw. <laughs> got a special meaning for me, you know, deep down. Um, so that's by far my favorite um, wedding song. As far as uh, over or overhyped or worst wedding songs, uh, they obviously didn't play at my wedding because I demanded that they would not be played. Um, and I hope I'm not stealing anyone's here, but it's kind of a larger category of songs. They all just fit together, but just the group dance songs. For instance, you know, cha-cha slide, uh, wobble, the Cupid shuffle. I hate that shit. I think it kills the vibe for everyone. Um, I don't want, you know, one, I don't know the dances. So I look like an idiot. I always, that's always when I go get my drink. How do you uh, not know the cha-cha slide? There's always, there's always just someone who knows the song, the dances and they take it a little too seriously. It goes on for way too long. I could do without all those group, group dance songs. Don't like them. Don't need them. Not my wedding. Question. You did have the Macarena at your, 
Edgy. I did, but that's that was strictly to appease the Mexican side of it. <laughs> I enjoy. I I don't think I've ever seen and like a, the whole wedding got into the Macarena. Normally, I'd say it's like if you can get a half, it's pretty good. I also I also definitely forgot about that until you just mentioned it right now. Did not remember that. It was definitely towards the end of the night. No, <laughs> the Emirates Macarenas were going to different directions, but the effort was there. There is absolutely no chance I was doing the Macarena properly at that point. No chance. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you were, Dan. Uh, well, Jake, no, since you kind of have the mic, why don't you give us yours? Um, I'll probably steal a lot of, of the Bang Buses um, song choice here, but we all complained Peppa's was not played at the song, at the, the wedding. Um. You know, beautiful ceremony besides that, but uh, you let us down. No Peppas. Was Peppas not played? Nope. No Peppas. We kept waiting and waiting and waiting. Boy, was I I informed of this travesty at the time? Everyone was having so much fun. I don't think anyone. (laughs) Jay Page like told me and I'm like, yeah, you're right. There is no Peppas. Oh. God, we, well, we definitely listened to it like three times in the limo. So maybe that's why. Uh, let's, I'm trying to think. You kind of still, I was going to go cha-cha slide for my most overrated. Really agree with you on your take, Zane. Uh, another overrated song. I'm going back through all the weddings I've been to this year, making sure I'm not insulting like somebody <laughs> particularly. Um I don't know. I, I guess the, the group dance songs. Um, sometimes I feel like people might play the early 2000s a little too heavily. You know, like I don't mind one or two throwbacks in the early 2000s. But if it's every single song, it, it gets a little tiresome, you know. But uh, I love the vibe you guys were going for with the kind of like Jamaican island like mix of different songs. Oh, you're talking about during the eating? Yeah. Oh, the, he asked, he said three categories. I said reggae, classic rock, Carlos Santana. Oh, I was, I was vibing. I was feeling it. I don't remember a single song that was played during dinner. I was too busy being a butter boy, Jay Page. Oh, that was a phenomenal memory. <laughs> I walk straight up to Dan's table and I'm just walking around, you know, talking with guests at this point. And Penny looks at me and goes, Zane, tell Dan to eat those three butterballs. And I had to look right at Danny. He's looking like a little puppy. I could tell his eyes are saying, please don't, please don't ask me. He's like, Dan, eat the butterballs, dude. And immediately he pops all three of them in his mouth. And Katie almost pukes all over the place watching him do it. <laughs> oh man yeah i uh i think i was probably at my drunk maybe at my drunkest during dinner and then i kind of mellowed out after eating some food and then really got going again <laughs> but, uh, there was a long lull of not eating anything that i think took its toll on me oh no <laughs> so with that with that in mind dan what was your what were your favorite and least favorite songs played well, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to go with a least favorite song. I'm going to go with, uh, I think, just an all-time classic wedding song. And I think it was played here. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. But just a good old, I want to dance with somebody. Ooh, I want to dance with somebody. 
Ooh. I want to feel the heat with somebody. That song really gets me going. Oh, yeah. um, and then uh, most underrated, this to me came out of way left field. The fact that we ended that night to rage against the machine, killing in the name of, <laughs> holy shit, I was not prepared for that. It just turned into a mosh pit of just groomsmen just shoving each other. <laughs> and I, 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 didn't, I didn't see that on the queue, but I'm really glad it was there. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a high school boys edition. Um, oh. Prior to prior to entering all of our high school parties, we used to just throw on "Killing in the Name of," and uh, things get wild when you least expect it. Dude, we were very physically throwing each other around during that. I'm surprised Paige wasn't in the middle of that that meathead. I feel like that's that's right up Paige's alley. There's a lot of slap ass going around from the groomsmen. I was like, oh my. <laughs> I'd be uh, if I'm Courtney. I'm pulling Zane away before they try to jump on him. I don't. I don't Very think I've seen videos of the moshing yet. I've seen most other. I videos. don't. I don't think I've seen the video, dude. But I just remember just absolute chaos ensuing around us. And I remember just was... launching my cousin Mateo at one point. Just he's the only <laughs> one shorter than me, and so I just threw him across the room. We went from a nice bye-bye-bye. I thought that, that the night was over. And the next thing I know, we're just jumping and head-banging and throwing our bodies into each other. And God knows what happened from there. Oh, I love it. Paige, what about you? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I was absolutely devastated. There's no pepos. That's when I, I have a switch, when I, it goes from off to on. And that song gets played flips my switch on and i would have just been cruising for the rest of the night but that's okay you live and you learn uh it was still a wild party um but i was also i mean favorite songs i, I love a little mariah a little mariah carry action that would have been pretty fun um i was just gonna get down to it it's a good time um worst or most overrated song I don't really have one in particular. I think just anything that's like too slow, you know, can kind of mellow out the crowd. I thought we kept a good energy the whole time uh, at Zane's. So anything slow, but you guys avoided that. So that's good stuff. Maybe the uh, the Trojan fight song was a little. Oh, yeah. Little I think when they got to their high school <laughs> fight song, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That you can bet your ass all of that was uh guest of the show joe kiley was suggesting all of that what no way that doesn't sound like joe i and i told him every single time i said don't do it joe do not play that goddamn song and he did he did <laughs> every looks so confused on the edge there was like eight people into it and the rest are like what like i thought it was the organ fight song for some reason i have no idea why I thought that was a nice touch. Of course. <laughs> Zambi, what do you got? Um, let's see. I'd say best wedding song. I th I think I'm gonna go with Zane. I think I'm gonna say shout. Worst is probably the cha cha. So I got. Very nice. Sweet. I like it. Concise. 
Um, I guess I'll go ahead and round us out here. Um, as far as best song goes, I mean, like I mentioned before, I don't have, I don't remember a lot that was played throughout the uh, reception. Uh, so this is like a little wrinkle here. Um, I thought that Kevin and I and Chelsea, she was part of it too. Our intro into the reception was pretty electric. We chose Donzo Caduro, an all-time banger. And we uh, walked up, you know, broke it down, did some limbo, and the people were into it. So, uh, yeah, thought thought that was uh, pretty sick. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a walk-up song, Donzo Caduro. Yeah, you really got the crowd going with that one, quite honestly. Who won the uh, walkouts between the couples? I did really like that one. Um, I think Penny's was pretty good. I think, you know, I just find like Penny Coops and Dan's funnier and Kev's is because I know them a little bit more. But uh, I mean. Oh, no. Oh, I do. I know who it was. Definitely Mateo because he did. He twerked. Mateo, oh, I, I got the people going. Yeah, Mateo's like, I, don't, I remember talking to Mateo. Mateo's like, dude, I have no idea what the fuck we're going to do. <laughs> so he just threw that ass. Like, oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, and like we all, I was like, we all watched him and he just, he just let it go. So yeah, I think he, uh, I think he might take the cake for best walk, walkout. You mean the cakes? Oh, oh, oh. Mateo twerked and I missed it. Dan, you were busy trying to shotgun or get my shotgun ready. I was, I was. Yeah, hopefully if that's on video somewhere and you're listening, we'd love to love to see that. <laughs> um, but as far as like worst song is, I think Zane kind of hit the nail on the head with that as far as like just any like group dance songs is kind of suck. I'm also not really big on when you transition from like dancing to like sing-along songs like the YMCA or Sweet Caroline. When it's done right, it's great. But when you just kind of throw it in there because it's just classic, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. So, I think the didn't the wedding have both of those. Yeah, I had both of them. <laughs> oh, oh. And, and guess what? You had a great time doing it. Did I? Oh, both you were electric. Oh yeah. Oh. I got a I got a uh, honorable mention for worst. Cotton Eye Joe. Fuck that song. I can see Dan loving it though. Absolutely, get played at dance wedding. Yeah, probably multiple times. Already on the queue. Already on. <laughs> already on the queue. Uh, but yeah, I think that wraps up our um, wedding song segment and weddings as a whole. Unless anyone has some closing thoughts. God, that was already a pretty long segment. Yeah, I think we should get the fuck out of here. Uh, Paige, what's happening at Hoop Fest? Starting at guard, the newly married man, <laughs> all five foot five of them, Zing is a Gary. <laughs> Crowd goes wild. In that power forward, everyone's least favorite intern. Daniel in <laughs> Serpy. Other forward, all six foot of him, everyone's favorite ginger, Colin Joy. And myself.
I don't want to hype up myself, but yeah, the boys are uh, taking on Hoop Fest. Um, hoping to do a little bit better than last time. I think last time we were uh, one and two. We did get a win. Um, but yeah, besides that, I think we've got a pretty well-rounded squad this year. Everyone's been working on their game, minus Zane, but that's okay. Because everyone, everyone knows. I sent you the video. You did send us a video of, of you breaking a three. But everyone knows Zane is a gamer. He steps up when the lights are the brightest. So I, I know we can go to battle with him. Um, but yeah, we're pretty stoked. Uh, shooting for two wins this year. I think that would be a big, big win for us. What do you guys think? The, um, the problem, the problem with two wins is that that would guarantee us a spot on Sunday, right? True, true. It would that would mean we have to play on Sunday if we get two wins. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's always a, a kind of a bloodbath out there. Like it's physical, it's a lot of trash talk. Uh, but it should be a pretty good time, I think. You know, I think we got to keep Dan cool from getting in too many fights. Um, but I think we've got his back. And uh, I think sleeper of this team, Colin Joy, I think he's going to put up a great performance. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What do you got, Dan? What do you think about the uh, the Hoop Fest squad? Well, I'm trying to play through some contact right now. Zoe is getting hacked this whole time. I'm trying to talk. So this is this is a good test. I'm not going to call any fouls. Oh, God, that might make me scream out. Get out of here. Jesus Christ. He just wow. kicked her. He just kicked her. Oh, my God. Right in the face, too. Oh, my gosh. She's out. She's out cold. All right. All right. We're back. Um, I'm just going to overcome adversity and just get my legs bitten off over here. Oh, my Kick God. This is, getting, this is getting aggressive. I think Colin's going to play great. I, I think every time I see him, he says, the J-Page regiment has got him going. Just puts on more and more muscles. Um, I played with Jay Page last week, uh, a tough two-on-two at the <laughs> local Y against a couple local 12-year-olds. Maybe <laughs> tried to 13. It, it was so funny. We, like, get there. We, like, just sit down to put on our shoes, and they just walk up. You guys want to play two-on-two? And um, we did. They were pretty good. Uh, but yeah. I thought I thought they were going to be, like, like, split them up, but they wanted to play with each other. <laughs> So I was like, oh, my God, okay. And we're, we're playing, and they <laughs> – I had the bigger of the two 12-year-olds on us, and he was just in my, my grill. He was giving me no space. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, I got, like, 150 pounds on you. Like, I don't want to, like, push or anything like that to get a little space. So I, it was a good test because I had to use use my feet a little bit, you know, to, to get that space. Uh, um. And I think Jake and I, we went up quick and then they scored like 12 points and then we kept it really close, but I was like, we, we can't beat them. Like that's, that's kind of messed up. Um, so anyways, I started just kind of like launching threes and I was like, Oh, whatever. But we ended up losing. What was it, Jake? Like 21 to 20. Yeah. They didn't do win by two. It was fun. We let them go up like 19, 12, and then I think we ran the same play like seven times in a row where Jay Page just ran to the basket, I threw it to him. <laughs> like, like, oh, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And that, what was funny was they, at least the guy that was on me, was actually kind of talking smack. And I was oh, like, they all were. Like, as soon as we started bringing it back, 
they started doing like the spin check you know like they like yeah. throw to you like low at your feet you're like oh okay time wearing sportsmanship <laughs> here yeah every time i put even like layups every time i put up a layup the, the guy was on and i was by him by like five feet and he was like brick I was like what <laughs> well you were throwing up some bricks on the layups i was uh i should have had like 14 assists but we yeah. were we hit a nice chest day before that so it was a little tight at first but um no it we're feeling good i've been playing a lot of basketball lately so uh you know hopefully we can put on a nice show but I will say we had an electric game. Uh, my men's league started on Sunday and uh, it was hilarious, right? Because we signed up for this league and we're thinking uh, like it's going to be a men's league. We're going to be playing with like older guys like us. Like we just like to play. It's like slightly above pickup is what we're shooting for here. And we pull up and there's like, I swear to God, like a like a varsity team that we're playing, like a high school team they look young as shit too. And I was just like, wait, what is this? And so we, we start playing and it's like, they're, they're running inbounds plays. They're running like <laughs> mock ball screen coverages. One, like two, where they, one, two. no, they literally were. And we're just like, what the hell? Like we have, we have really good athletes on our team, like really good players. But we were just like, what the hell? And we, and like our entire team minus me and one other guy went out the night before. So they were just hung over as shit. One of my buddies, there's a bar down here called The Local, which is it's a pretty fun bar. He's running up and down the sidelines. And he's just like, dude, I was at The Local for 12 hours yesterday. Like, there's no way we're going to like win this game. <laughs> and we actually end up with, so we go down by 22 points in the second half. We end up losing by four. And I, dude, <laughs> it was just so funny. One of the guys is like talking trash and I think Beach ended up dropping like 30 points on them in the second half it was a master class but anyways that was a little bit of a rude awakening for me because I was like man I thought I was in better shape than I actually was so I don't know what we're gonna pull out long story short bringing this back around I don't know what I'm gonna pull out this weekend boys but hey let's just have a good time <laughs> didn't, didn't we go zone at one point last last time around because we were so tired uh, like a triangle zone yeah, let's just run like a nice compact zone. Just <laughs> make them shoot. Make them shoot. Like well, a pack line. Most teams, that'll work. It's not like, you know, if you can shoot really well, you're probably not in your division. Hopefully not. But, um, yeah, a nice like pack, pack line zone, three on three. We're basically holding hands in the middle. <laughs> zone defense. How does it, how does like it work? And is it just halves? Is it like, do you play like 10 minute games or like, how does it work? So it's 30 minutes running clock and it's either until time expires or the first 25, 25, 25, 25 minutes. Yeah. 25 running clock. Uh, first team to either 21 points or until time expires. And I think all of our games last time went for the uh the time expiring so disappointing <laughs> six to four loss <laughs> well let me let me explain what happened last year last year we get out of the gate spirits are high uh jake's still walking on both legs and i think the first play of the game i got like a hit pointer like and i was just basically like limping a gimp for the like remainder of the weekend just because I got that just a gnarly bruise on like the straight meat of my thigh. Um, 
And so that set us back a lot. We lost our first game, bounced back in a grinder of an effort to win our second game. And by the third game, it was very competitive. But I do recall we called a timeout and had a serious team discussion about whether or not we wanted to play on Sunday. <laughs> if you win two games, you have to play Sunday. And we made the decision that, you know, we would, we would kind of try, but wouldn't be the worst thing if we didn't play on Sunday. We were all trying to be banana boat boys for sure. We're like, ooh, yeah, maybe Cabo is not too bad right now. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty tough. I, I remember, like, calves are cramping in game two, and then it's like, wait, we have to play another game? Oh, we were limping like we had, you know, just stormed the beaches of Normandy after. We were just absolutely gassed after that. Yeah. yeah. I think my knee was a grapefruit, basically, at the end. I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I should be starting anyway, guys. <laughs> I am back now to have some input after uh, being attacked a little earlier. Um, I am absolutely fired up to play in this. This has been a dream of mine for a long time. <laughs> oh Not my a dream. God. Cut it off. Make Not a dream. Not a dream. But like from the second, like I, I, I went to Gonzaga and knew that Hoopfest existed. I was like, I can't wait to play in this one day. And then COVID happened last year, shut it down. I wasn't in Spokane. I wasn't in Seattle, but now we can play. I'm ready to go. Um, all we can control is our attitude and effort. Okay. And uh, if we oh score, we God. score. If we get rebounds and give the ball to Jay Page, that works for me too. So, uh, Page, do you have any sort of, you know, last second words of advice for Dan as he enters his first Hoop Fest? Uh, I think you just kind of got to come with a good attitude. Um, it's really hard to put into words because the body just gets so beat up so fast. Like you think you think you can hang. And like I was I remember before that tournament, I was in great shape. I was playing like I literally had nothing going on. I was playing every day. I think I was just finishing up grad school at the time. And like we go out there and it's the thing that you don't account for is how uneven the streets can get. So like there's like like slopes like some of the courts are sloped down like there's cracks everywhere so you, there's no really like in between the legs dribble nothing fancy it's just you're pounding the rock and you're trying to get it in the hoop so if you're ready for a little physicality uh you know it'll it'll turn out well for you but i think you just gotta hydrate up and uh just be ready to kind of be sore for about three days after is this, that's, all your own that's what I was going to tell you, Dan. The physicality is, like, unprecedented. Just yeah. picture a bunch of, like, old, like, high school washed-out football players that think they can play basketball. It's full contact. And you can't call a foul until it gets, like, borderline out of hand. Mm -hmm. Sorry, oh Cooper, I, inter I interrupted you. That'll be different. No, I was just wondering, is it, is it call your own fouls or, like – Oh, yeah. It's call your own – it gets but, real but as soon as you start calling your own fouls, the other team, that's when things get chippy. Like you don't want to call too many fouls because the other team starts talking a lot of shit. And then the fans chime in on the side. There's more people watching this stupid little three on three game than any, you know, event you've ever participated in with meaning. <laughs> it's weird. You'll randomly, your wedding, get like, you'll randomly get like a crowd of like 30 people around the court. And you're just like, like whoa, like, <laughs> There's actually people watching this. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a good time. And I think it's 
it's more for the memories. I think I might have to hang up the hoop fest shoes after this one, but uh, you know, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna play hard. We're gonna have a good time. We know what time we play on Saturday yet. Brackets released at midnight, Dan. Tonight. 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 Oh, I didn't know that. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I hope Can we get you guys a good commit part? to do a, a a like a recording of before each of your games and after each of your games. I just would, I would love to see the confidence versus uh, results. No, oh, I want a full. I want a full live stream, baby. We should go live. Whoever's on the bench should be go live. We gotta get Katie on it. Katie will be be our camera girl. Katie might have her hands full with Katie. Katie, uh, oh, we can get Courtney in there too, right? With a little crazy over here. Courtney, Courtney can get it on it. Well, Colin oh. can video too if he's on the bench. <laughs> Damn, Dan just sent him to the bench. Oh. I mean. I mean, are we going to have, like, a rotation of some sort? Yeah. No, we'll have a rotation. What's our starting three? Who's our – who we – I think we got to roll with? with the pod just to roll. I love it. With the pod. I love it. But I love it. I think you guys think... are benching – I disagree with this. No, no, this is smart. I will, I will voluntarily come yeah. out within the first five minutes. I was about to say, I feel like Zane's going to come out real quick. So, it's not Jake, really – you forget, like, you forget – you're basically begging to come out like the entire time you're playing, unless you just came in. That is true. Yeah. It's how does subs work? You just sub out like any time, any dead ball, any dead ball. Hockey just, sub. Like, it can be live. Just go yeah. for it. Okay. Nice. All right. No, no, Dan, that's he's joking. <laughs> can't be live. Gotta be dead ball. Question for the group. Like I said, so the four, you're guaranteed three games. If you win, Two of those games, two out of three, you play Sunday. If you lose two games out of three, you're out. You're done after Saturday. Question for the group. Does the squad make it to Sunday? Jake. I'm saying yes. I'm giving you Sunday. Uh, I think you're bounced early on Sunday, though. That, well, you don't want to play late on Sunday. You don't want to play late. If, if you make it to Sunday, you want a 7 a.m. -er, and then you're done. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know why I have confidence in you guys. Um, it'll probably bite me in the ass, but uh, I'm going. I'm going. You make Sunday. Hell yeah, Jake. Koopa. Uh, someone's got to be the pessimist here. I'm gonna give <laughs> a solid one and two, and don't advance. I think um, those not name uh Jay Page. Um, have not had a lot of experience or practice recently shooting a basketball and have come off a lot of binge drinking events. <laughs> so the lungs might be uh, tuckering out sooner than later, and you might run into some pesky 15-year-olds that are just going to run you off the court. So um, I'm going to go, you guys lose one by significant margin. You win one, and then you play a close third game, but just get edged out ever so slightly. But then that, yes. that's the ideal way to play hoop fest, in my opinion, because then you go out Saturday night, have a good time with the exactly. boys. Don't have to worry about doing that. Saturday night, it's going to be uh, one for the books and you won't won't think twice about it. So that's my that's my uh, prediction. Danielson. Oh, God, <clears throat> as someone that is going to have to drive home on Sunday, I don't know if I really want to play on Sunday and <laughs> deal with another eight hours in traffic like we did coming back from Zane's wedding. Mine? Yes, it was dude. horrible. Horrific. And the best part of our, of our route back 
we stopped in Ellensburg for a little uh, Jimmy John's and uh, we're about an hour past Ellensburg going home and Katie realizes she left her purse there. So we turn around and go back to Ellensburg oh. and then get on the same old song and dance and have some more fun going home. <laughs> oh boy, were you just chewing on your tongue, Dan? I, I would be like... Well, she said, let's just go back to Ellensburg and then I'll drive home. I was like, okay, we can do this. Uh, that's, so. that's, that's fair. That's the good, correct thing to do there. Yeah. But, I'll tell um, you, Dan, if you don't leave Spokane before like 10 o'clock on Saturday, you might as well stay till six and just get home at 10. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Wow. Especially so after. We'll see. Fest. But Yeah. It's going to be brutal. <laughs> and it's going to be hotter than hell everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Um, but I mean, I didn't come here to lose. I want to play on Sunday. Yeah, I would. I would like to say I played on Sunday once. So I don't know if it's going to work. I'm going down swinging, though. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to get us to Sunday. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'm, I'm, I got us playing Sunday. Uh, I think we're going to dig deep. That that third game, it, it, it is going to come down to a third game. Like, but we're not going to just win our first two and be good. So, Man, so here's here's a strategy for you boys. So the last two times I've played Hoop Fest, I've ended up playing either the, the bracket winner or runner up. So I'm hoping for a little good luck. We get a nice scrub matchup game one. Let's say we win that game. Game two, we come out, we start launching threes. If they're falling, they're falling. Hopefully we win game two. But if it's not our day, that game, you know, Maybe sail it in a little bit, you know, work on some things, save the legs maybe for game three. And then game three is the grudge match where we got to win. Do we, so, if we win our first two games, we only play two games Saturday, right? Correct. I mean, that's the strategy right there. Just win the first game. God, yeah. Gotta, just win all the games. That's a great strategy. Oh my <laughs> guys. Don't say everybody though. You'll also, everyone might do life. it. You'll also be done by like 12 or one, which would also be very nice. Very nice. You don't have to linger around. Yeah. We could just give, come back to the crib, start drinking at two, be done drinking at like six. Yeah. And then we'll be golden. I will say Zane's keys to the team's success is purely Dan just playing post and not trying to huck threes. Cause I know anybody who has ever played any sort of basketball with Dan for some reason, he's like 6'3 and likes to just you – know, he's playing against five-foot-nothing people and likes to hang out on the corner three and just huck up threes. When he's hot, it's great. But guess what? Dan ain't a 30% three-point shooter. He's maybe a 25 on a good day. It's not going to work for us. Dan, get in the fucking post. Get some <laughs> offensive rebounds, some put-back points. That's what we need. I think you're the biggest person on our team. Don't uh, cut Colin and I are very similar, I think. Who's who's bigger? I think Dan's a little bit taller. Um, but that's good. That's good. We've got two guys that are, you know, suspectly under six foot. <laughs> well, well start advantage. Going back to Paige's idea of just kind of chucking threes in game two. If I'm hot, I can give us three. I can give us three. Give me three a corner. Threes? Three threes. We have to get to 21, Dan. That gets us 12 attempts. <laughs> well, I won't shoot. I mean, I feel like every game I got to 
I got to feel it out with just like a little like jab step. <laughs> no, just no, you don't even be on the three point line. Just stay in the key. I, I really have, I don't have post moves. I mean, I was trying to, I was trying to back down Katie in the block yesterday. <laughs> Damn, we can walk through some basic post steps. I have a phenomenal post game. All right. All right. Are we, are we getting practice in before Saturday morning? Well, I, last time we did, we walked up to the park. I got a, I got a park right near my house. It'll be easy peasy and we can just bus over as a team. Uh Oh, we're parking at my office downtown, baby. Oh, go to, go to Calico kitchen before get some biscuits and gravy. That does not (laughs) sound like a good recipe. I think honestly, the biggest keys, the teams I win know how to cut. And they rebound and get like putbacks. That's really the biggest thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> Paige, I think we kind of need you to go like a little like Kawhi Leonard for us to win two games. I think we just need you to just kind of assert some dominance out there. Are you gonna, gonna rock your uh, San Diego State fifteen? You know, just just to kind of get the vibes going. No, I I have this. Oh yeah, I should show you guys. I have this sweet penny. Dan, you don't want to go like heavy jerseys to this thing, dude. It's so hot out there. Honestly, you're begging to be skins, basically. Look at this. Oh, she's nice. Well, G, you. Do we wear Capasigma jerseys? I don't have that. Yeah, does that have the beer guts sticking through them? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But, uh, no, it should be it should be fun. I think we're a sleeper team to win it all. Call me crazy. Okay. What are, oh, what are the odds shit. you guys win it all? Give me the odds you give yourself. Plus plus four fifty. I'll I'll twenty dollars right now on any one of you wants to take that. I'll give you plus four fifty odds. I don't know. I don't want to play to win it all. That's like seven. Oh, okay. You'll choose to lose. My bad. No, if we win, it's literally – I think it's, like, two games Saturday and then two games Sunday if you win, and then the championship. Oh, do you want to take the action? Okay, well, then then if you can – how many teams are in each bracket? I think there's, like, 20. Okay, I, then I think four plus 450. Nah, it's got to be closer, like, plus 650, 750. <laughs> I'm not paying you. <laughs> we don't know what our competition's like. That's yeah. another thing. Gilman, what so do you first, put? What do you put ours at? You're the only unbiased person here. Uh plus 750. I'd take that. Unless wasn't Corey was I'll put five dollars down on that. Five dollars down. So if if somehow you guys do win, I don't owe you like two hundred dollars. But I'll do five dollars if anyone wants that. So if you lose, if you don't win in the finals, you pay me five dollars. If I if you guys somehow win. I owe that person $35. Just, just, what am I, what, this is worth nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. How much would you like to put on it, Zane? $10. Oh, okay. Excuse me. $10. <laughs> I'll take 10 too. I'll take 10. No, only one of you. I can't have like, what? Yeah. Jake, you're the odds maker. Yeah, you when you set the line, you keep. Oh, you know what? Fine. Yeah, ten dollars. I'll take all of your money. Whatever. Ten dollars. <laughs> what if we just get put in like the scrubbiest division? You'll still lose. It doesn't matter. There's a reason. 
<laughs> Can you imagine Jake just absolutely shitting his pants if we make it to the championship? <laughs> I'm going to have Katie record because you guys will definitely lie. And I don't know if there's a way to verify who won. Oh, who it gets posted. It gets posted. Oh, and you okay. bet your ass if we win, we oh, will we'll have the bracket. Win. We'll have the bracket. Yeah. I'm getting a little excited now. <laughs> Uh, all right, Honestly, speaking speaking of uh, betting for this, um, who's taken over under? Who scores more, Zane or me, in this tournament? Oh, it's got to be Dan. I mean, with your height, they're like you really have no excuse why you should. It's literally an under six foot division bred for you. Yeah, that is fair. You are technically not allowed to even be in this division, Dan. Well, that's what we said about Colin too last time. True, but. Colin put and, on uh, muscle now. I, I will tell Colin you. It's going to be the leading scorer. Actually, yeah. Paige, then Colin, then I'm going Dan, then Zane. But I think Zane has most assists. If I'm the leading scorer, we are out after <laughs> we're out Saturday. Like, it's not a good thing, unless I just go off, which highly unlikely. It'd take, you know, a miracle for that to happen. Um <laughs> I, it's not good if I'm if I'm beating Dan. Yeah, that's All fair. Right. It's a fair assessment, but uh, I think that Hoopfest coming up. If any any of our listeners are randomly there, you know, hit us up. Love to to meet you all. I think we know all of our listeners, but you know, be nice to catch up. Uh, hoping to get some good content. We'll be streaming our games apparently. So. Uh, Guys, don't don't miss too many shots. <laughs> Jake, why aren't you do we, coming? Do we have a few too many before the games? Wait, what did you say, Dan? I said, Jake, why aren't you coming to Hoopfest? I'm not on a team. Well, why not? Because all my friends are on their own team. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Jake didn't get uh, the callback. I don't know how. I'll tell you, it's the knee. It's strictly the knee. <laughs> don't don't do that. I know I'm so bad at basketball. It doesn't. I I don't take it personally. But Xavier should just there. come for the camaraderie, though, just to oh, just to support the boys. I could maybe get you guys some waters, maybe some granola bars too. Jake, we need a coach. We need a coach. I feel like I feel like you get some like. Can only four people be on a team, or is it as many as you want? Just four. If, if I'm on the team, I'm definitely winning that ten dollars. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I feel like you would get some pretty solid hustle plays out of Jake. That could be the the big difference maker. Dude, Jake was Jake was instrumental in our last go around, but by game three, he couldn't move. <laughs> I was limping. Uh, but man, you guys are being so nice to my feelings right now. Instrumental. <laughs> Uh, when there's four guys, everyone it plays on the team. Should we move to the next segment? Yeah. yeah. I'm fired up. Can't wait. All right. Moving on to a now recurring segment we like to call the wide world of sports. Uh, so what this segment is, um, I have chosen one country from around the world which with a rich sports history. And I'm going to start listing their five top sports. And by top, I mean most popular viewing-wise. I'm going to start with the most popular and work my way down. After each sport I list, people can guess what country it is, but you only get one guess. So guess too early and you're out. Guess too late and you might have missed your chance. So boys, are we ready? 
And are there any questions before I begin? Doing the hand raise again? Uh, yeah, hand raise. So if you guess once, you're automatically you're, you're out. Yeah. So if I read this this first sport and you yell out Antarctica and it's not Antarctica, you lose. You know? All right. The most popular sport in this country is soccer. Oh, that really narrows it down. <laughs> and Someone I like- be bold. Someone be bold. Okay. No hands, so we'll go on to number two. The second most popular sport in this country is volleyball. Zane. France. Wrong. I want to guess. I want to guess. Okay. Brazil. Oh, Coop got it. Damn it. That was my second one. Oh, man. Anyone want to guess what number three is for Brazil? Handball. No. Does involve hands, though. Basketball. Zane's close. I believe basketball is four, but before it's mixed martial arts slash Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That makes sense. That would have been an easy pick once you got number three. I would have only said mixed martial arts. I wouldn't have added Brazilian (laughs) jiu-jitsu. Number four is basketball. And then who wants to guess number five? Brazil. Surfing? No. Think you viewership. Becoming uh, a lot more popular now. Kind of a wealthy sport to participate golf. in. Lacrosse. No, no. You need uh it's not just you on this course. Uh, oh, motocross. Yeah, there it is. Zane got it. Uh, that's weird. Wouldn't have guessed that. Is motocross I, that popular? Well, I feel like Formula One's getting popular. Motocross and Formula One are not even really in the same family. Wait, are those they? are not the same thing. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Brazilians love it. So who knows? I right. stop thinking Jake is going to pick like his favorite Gonzaga players because I was, I guessed Japan the first time because I thought he was going to go with Rui. I guess France this time because I was thinking, you know, along the lines of Tilly. I got to just, I got to just go in blind. Hey, I liked it though. You know, after volleyball, there's probably only like four countries. That, but France was a good guess. Wait, okay. are we like are we like keeping like tabs on this, or is it just yeah? Like- so right now, Coop and Zamblin are tied one to one. I feel like it's like if you guess after like a certain amount of sports, you get more points. What? No, it's no. the earlier. The earlier. It's you- all about strategy. Where if you blow your wad too soon, you know. Um, then you end up like Zane, just crying on his French Riviera. But, you know, if you wait too late, like uh, the scaredy cats, Jay Page and Dan, then, you know, you watch Coop take the cake. Fair point. I win win this week. (laughs) Coop's the winner. Take my bet. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess I'll segue. Speaking of winners... The Golden State Warriors have just secured their, what is his fourth championship in eight years? With uh, shellacking in game six of the Boston Celtics. I think I said Warriors in six. Did anyone else have Warriors? I don't think anyone wanted the Warriors. Well, did anyone else guess the Warriors? I think I, I think I may have said Warriors in five or six, but 
Um, I, think, I think I said Warriors in six because I fucking hate Boston. Fair, fair. Yeah, um, I would say the biggest loser of these series was Jason Tatum's uh, self-respect and, like, respect from around the league. Is is he getting too too far deep into this Kobe thing? Is it weird yes. now? It is weird. I, I thought it was weird he was wearing a Lakers band while playing for the Celtics. Like, how the Celtics didn't boo him for that, I don't get it. I I get I get having your heroes and stuff like that, but texting an individual who's passed away several years, like it's just weird, dude. It seems like you're doing it for attention at that point. And then is he gonna? Was it a joke that he was changing his number to 24 next year, or is that real? Oh, I hope that's a joke. I feel like people are just gonna pick on him so much if he does, like. He's, I think we can all agree he's a great player. It's just he he just he's definitely not there yet. It's just weird. Yeah, I think uh, Dan Patrick said it best. If Jason Tatum wants to be out there honoring Kobe and acting like Kobe, he's got to play a little bit like Kobe when when it matters the most. Um, but yeah, it is getting a little weird. I like I get that he that's his idol, but like that the texting thing and then like all the media coverage of it and like, Oh my God, look, Jason Tim's wearing the same thing that Kobe wore when he worked out for the Celtics. It's like, oh my, that he's was wearing green shorts and, and a shirt that says the Celtics. Like, I don't think that was intentional, but maybe it was, if it was, that's really weird. But um, I mean, he's, he's a stud. He's going to be a great player. I, he's, I said, when he came in the league, he's one of my favorite players to watch and hopefully he wins the title, but is he a although not kid? for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah he's he a is. Guy. He's a likable Duke guy. He really is. Like, and especially like, you know, Zane, like we obviously we're not the biggest Laker fans anymore, but like a guy that went to Duke and plays for the Celtics and he's likable. Like that, that, that's a, that's a rare one. I'm betting the Lakers wish they didn't pass on him in that draft. Now Lonzo is better pick. <laughs> really worked <laughs> out. Lonzo got AD. Hard to argue with that. Lonzo and a treasure trove of other stuff caught AD. <laughs> now it eventually ended into Westbrook, but um, I think we can all agree just Steph Curry finally winning that finals MVP. I thought that was pretty cool um, just to see how much it meant to him, even though he's won, you know, basically every other award in the NBA. Yeah. Steph is uh Steph is something else, man. And, like watching a guy like that, you know, now on the same level as LeBron when it comes to titles and how drastically different those two people are as players. Like Steph Curry is attainable. That's just a skinny little kid that can shoot the lights out and got really good. LeBron James is not attainable. So uh, Steph is Steph's legacy is incredible. I mean, this this top ten talk, like to me, definitely belongs there. I. I would agree with you, but like I, I think when you think about who's on that top ten, like you you always have this conversation: who are you going to take off? Are you putting him ahead of Larry Bird? Like, are you putting him ahead of you know someone like I don't know, like a Shaq or even like a Kareem, a Bill Russell? Like some of these names, I'm I'm with you, Dan. I think I personally think Steph Curry's there because Dan Patrick. You know, I, I know we're talking about this, no free ads, but like. 
dude, in our lifetime, no one has changed the game more than Steph Curry. There's a reason Dan sits on the fucking three point line, <laughs> six three guy, just hucking threes. It's because he watches Steph Curry do it all the time. And so I personally think he's in the top 10, but I don't know who he replaces. Um, they're just some legendary. It's hard for me to evaluate him against a Bill Russell because I never got to see that. Even, you know, even a guy like Shaq, I think most of us weren't were watching basketball or able to comprehend it when Shaq was actually at his best. And so it's just tough to compare that. But I think in our lifetime, by far the most influential basketball player. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. The, the taking people out thing, like we have zero grounds to do that. <laughs> like we don't know at all. <laughs> yeah. would, you, would you place him? Where would you put Tim Duncan and Steph? Who would you put above Hill? I think you got Tim Duncan. I'm going Steph. What Tim Duncan has what five championships, right? Yeah, six, I think. Six? Yeah, I don't feel they like Tim Duncan is underrated. They've both had a luxury to play with like some real fucking talent, though, too. That is true. I, mean, I was just about to bring up that point. The only reason I wouldn't probably put Steph in the top ten at this point is every time he has won a championship, he's had a fully healthy really good you know two two or three guy with you know clay draymond the fucking kd team doesn't count that was a fucking cheat code so take what what, what do they win two rings with kd i think yep so no. they still I don't, don't, I don't that. That team. so really he has two rings in my in my opinion um but like this warriors team wasn't like ridiculously good but they, like, I mean, they had everyone was healthy. Andrew Wiggins was legit. Jordan Poole is emerging as an all-star. So I, I would also throw in like there was no real dominant NBA team this year. Like in those teams that were dominant were absolutely gutted come playoff time. And so like this was the least impressive Warriors championship by far, also, I think. Well, it's not the fault their fault the Suns is like sucked a chode. Fair, fair, like, but like they were healthy. I'm and also then talking was, about like the Bucks and like they're the Heat, like they're I think heading into the the playoffs, the Warriors were like the fourth or fifth favorite, right? And so yeah. I think credit to them, they stayed healthy. You know, it's not their fault, but I don't think like also the other thing, you know, I know I'm kind of getting off topic here. But I think, like, the, the Warriors are quickly becoming a very unlikable uh, cast in, in some of their, like, like, okay, you know, biased opinion. We're all kind of grizzly boys here because of, you know, Brandon Clark. Why the fuck are they going after, like, this young upstart grizzly team so hard? Like, Jaron Jackson, Clay's going after him. They're talking about how these guys got to earn their strength. Like, dude, you, they're not even in the same category. No one thinks they're in the same category. Why are you comparing yourself to them? I just definitely it must have been. There's a lot of shit talking going on in the series on the court. And probably they still have bad blood for the Gary Payton injury. Yeah, that was a weird move. I agree. Like, why do you even – why do you even – why are you even concerned with the Grizzlies? That's so far removed. Like Jaron Jackson, I think, tweeted strength in numbers one time. And Clay Thompson just like throws that back at him and acts like that was like a motivating factor. I guess whatever motivates you and whatever gets you to win, great. Draymond pisses the oh God, he's so annoying. I can't, I cannot deal with Draymond anymore. So, Remember the only, the only guy I like is Steph. 
I like Clay too. Clay Clay was kind of a one-off thing, but do you guys like how Dre Draymond and his like wife got mad at the Celtics crowd for swearing during the game, but you know, at their parade, fuck this, fuck that, fuck everyone. <laughs> I guess he's the he's the only person who can swear in front of his kids. Was that, was that Draymond that like made a huge stink about people cursing? Or was that I remember Clay Thompson was like, oh, really, really classy Boston dropping F bombs in front of kids. I'm like, dude. You act like not every fan base does that. So dude, I think those guys suck. Like they're as they just suck, dude. I do not like that. Also, like I, I don't know if you guys like saw I'm sure you guys saw the clip, but of Clay Thompson doing his best uh vintage JR impression, have a little too much henny and then just absolutely decking a chick. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Like, real, I thought that really, was hilarious. Real smooth, dude. Just fucking I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. It's like he obviously like tripped over himself and just absolutely just laid a chick out. Like <laughs> he was he was celebrating in San Francisco, but he was his mind was back in Pullman, baby. That's all that was. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck the Warriors. NBA sucks. sucks. Can we all acknowledge that we jumped the gun on the Luca bandwagon a little too quickly with Cooper after the first fucking round this year? <laughs> nope. We all board. sat here and you guys apologized to Cooper for Cooper saying that Luke was going to be the next Michael Jordan. Uh, it's, he still can be. So, um, <laughs> still, 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 uh, still out there. Still not that hot of a take. But um, I think we should start talking about the draft, shall we? Oh yeah. Do we want to start out with the two zags in the draft or the? trade rumors around the draft that have current Zags and the NBA linked into them. Well, I don't know much about the trade rumors. So Jake, if you want to lead the charge on that, by all okay. means. We got some spicy ones. I'm talking real hot tamale spice levels. Two main trades that are focus is it all centers around this, uh, the Kings pick Sacramento Kings had the fourth pick in this draft. Everyone's kind of saying it's a three-person draft. There's Jabari Smith, Chet, then Paolo. Then there's the one-fourth guy, Jaden Ivey, who everyone's trying to trade up to. Everyone's trying to trade the Kings to get this Jaden Ivey pick. Everyone, including the Wizards, who, if they were to trade, would probably have to include in the package one or both of either Rui Hachimura and Corey Kispert. So we could very potentially have a Kings team with Sabonis, Rui, and Corey Kispert all playing like 20-plus minutes next year. Hypothetical question. How far does that team go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going ninth in the West. They win one of the play-in games and then bounce. I would take that. What What an electric season that would be. Oh, I would love it. I just love how Jake has to buy NBA League Pass to watch Gonzaga players. It's no so one, frustrating. No one in their right mind is broadcasting a fucking Kings game next year. No one ever broadcasts the Kings or the Wizards. Um, but speaking to a more popular team, also rumors on the street is the Grizzlies also on a trade-up for that fourth pick, and they would have to include one of either Dylan Brooks or our very own Brandon Clark. So we could have a two big lineup of Clark and Sabonis next year. 
Oh, fuck that. I really like Jaw and BC on the same team, so that would honestly be like kind of devastating if he gets traded to fucking Sacktown. In my opinion. Uh, I kind of agree with you. I would love just to see him with Sabonis, but yeah, I think John Morant's the perfect point guard for for Brandon Clark. Who's the uh, who's is Fox still with who's who's the Kings? It's De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis are the kind of their cornerstones. Then Davion Mitchell from Butler, um, we all remember him, and then like Harrison Barnes and like <laughs> Divincenzo and a random center who kind of sucks. I kind of like it. I mean, I you know Jaw Jaw is always going to be the superstar for that Memphis team. He he's going to run the show, but I mean, maybe with the guy like you know, Darren Fox, he can he can get get some more points. I don't know. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to justify it. Yeah, he could maybe have a bigger playing role, but um it it's just hard to watch the Kings. I mean, It'd be great if they could win. I think they're basically the Mariners of the NBA with the playoff drought. Um, it's only half as long as the Mariners, I think, but uh, <laughs> still embarrassing, you know. It's not fun if Zambi's not here. I know. it's, But I'm sure you'll listen and you'll be like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the, the Zag-related trade rumors. Uh, Coop, do you want to jump into the, our, our Zags in the draft? Uh, sure. So as everyone knows, we have two, uh, two main guys in the draft this year. Um, Chet and Andrew, um, everyone knows that Chet will be a more than likely a top three pick. A lot of, a lot of speculation being that, you know, he'll join forces with Jalen Suggs in Orlando. Um, but yeah, obviously what do you guys think is the best and worst case for Chet? For the draft, I think. I mean, are we all in agreement that going to Orlando is the the best case scenario? I mean, I think it's the most ideal. Um, I don't. I mean, is it no one? Is anyone going to trade up? Is there another team like the? It seems like the Magic are holding on to that, right? Yeah, I think the only chance of these top picks being traded is if, like, the Rockets or Thunder try to trade up to get their guy, because I don't think any of these teams will want to pass on. Jabari, Chet, and and Paolo. Like that's that's really hard to do. So of those three teams, for, for the pure fact that Jalen Suggs plays with the Magic, best case scenario, you get the band back together in Orlando. That's that's got to be everyone's take, right? I believe it was uh, Mr. Page that said that he wants to see Chet in Oklahoma. Page, you want to explain? Well, on that one I did preface besides like playing with Jalen that takes precedence over any fit but I just think in terms of like how close they are to contention and like the actual pieces that they could put them around I think the Thunder is a better fit just purely basketball wise um that's just my take I have a game let's play name not highest player highest paid player for the Thunder. Thunder who can do uh, it Lou Dort. Nope. Not he, is, he is actually one of the lowest paid players on the team. Is this Shea not Gilgis. Shea Gilgis. Gilgis is not the highest paid player. Oh. 
In fact, some guy they just took his contract on. Next, the highest paid player makes almost double what Shea Gillis Alexander makes. Were you saying Thaddeus Young? Is that what I heard coming out of your mouth? No, No, I don't like Nick Batum or something like that. No, Josh Giddy, Derek Favors. Oh, wow! Oh, they just ate that contract. Oh, gross. Really glad they took this franchise away from Seattle so they could. God, this is nine nine point seven mil, boys. Nine point seven mil for Derek Favors. Wow. Meanwhile, the Warriors have like three thirty million dollar plus contracts. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't hate him going to Oklahoma just because I think like that him and like Josh Giddy and then you throw in Shea, that like pick and roll could be kind of nice. So and like. That's true. And then when you're ready to compete, you just trade all those first round picks you have stocked up for a couple like veteran guys and you could have a good team quick. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I do feel like that's like in terms of like getting a zag in like meaningful playoff like games besides playing games. I feel like that's the quickest path. Just because of- I think the Rockets, I think. Oh. If, if a healthy, oh, a healthy boys, a healthy Rockets team definitely has the most talent of all three of these teams. A healthy Jalen Green, Chet, Eric Gordon will probably be gone from that team soon. They Do they play? Who's their highest paid player again? Oh, John God. Wall. John Wall. It's John oh Wall. yeah, John Wall at forty-seven million dollars. <laughs> he doesn't even play. Like, what is that? John Wall to Chet. Can't you just see it? How old is John Wall? How is he still making $50 million a year? Hey, don't talk bad about him. He is, is he still doing the John? Is the greatest hooping tape of all time. Boys, the this single greatest, greatest tape agent of all time. Like, this when team's got some talent. John Wall, Dennis Schroeder, Kevin Porter Jr., Kenyon Martin Jr., Jalen Green, Eric Gordon. I mean, that's there are some pieces there. I don't know. I I I don't know. I think that team's going to be down in the gutters for a little while. Yeah, I think um, you know, I'm Team Magic or Thunder for Chet. I agree. I think the Magic, like, yes, they're the Magic and they're they're not very good, but like, if if Suggs hits his potential, if Cole Anthony is good. Like they've got other talent, and if like if Chet and Jalen both play with the way they're capable of, that's a team that should be competing for like a playoff spot every year, in my opinion, and not just a play-in game, especially in the East. Yeah, but also I did see that Chet was talking how about how it'd be cool to play with Sabonis in Sacramento. Imagine if they traded up with the fourth pick and like uh, you know Harrison Barnes or something, and got Chet. Uh, I don't want people on the Kings, <laughs> but but I guess in market, Dan, in market, I guess Chet and Sabonis together would be very cool to watch. But how much do we actually get to watch that? Guys, we could go to Sacramento and buy tickets for like twenty dollars each and watch them all the time. <laughs> yeah, Sacramento is not exactly a, a super desirable place to to visit frequently. <laughs> Tough, but really sucks. 
I really uh, do not like Sacramento. One, yeah. one thing before we talk about Nemhard, did anyone else see that that guy? And we, I think we may have already talked about this, but that guy from Santa Clara might be a lottery pick. Oh, Jalen Williams. Yeah, like when the when the fuck did that did, didn't did that guy just work us or something or like did we? I don't recall seeing that guy. The draft combine just like he was going from second round to undrafted. He did the combine and now he's like. 17 to 20 is probably his range. Sheesh. He was pretty good. Like, he – I remember him being pretty good against us. I would never think that that guy was a lottery pick or, like, even a first-rounder, I don't think. But um, good for him, man. Got to love the uh, WCC love. Well, it also pisses me off how, like, all year they're like, oh, the WCC has no athletes. Like, these wins shouldn't count as much. And then now everyone's like, Jalen Williams is just like – a crazy generational athlete like who can guard all five positions. You're like, huh, I thought Chet was just playing nobody the entire year. That that's my fault. Well, I mean, we have two guys compared to the SEC that's probably gonna have 10 guys get drafted in the first. So <laughs> let me rant, Cooper. <laughs> um yeah, hey, we're maybe three guys. We're 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 definitely not power five yet, Jake. But um with that being said, Nemhard, I think he's you know, a shoe in the go, you know, early second, possibly first. I saw a mocks mock earlier today had that had him going to the Pacers, I think with the first pick in the second round. Um, so yeah, where do we think his best fit is? I think uh, Nuggets would be really nice with the 30th. I like that a lot, Jake. I was gonna say late first round to a playoff team and just be their, like, backup point guard. I feel like that could be a great role for him. I love the idea of him going to the Nuggets, especially with, like, Jamal Murray and questions about his health and, like, the fact that he could just dish to Jokic all day long. That would be an awesome spot for him. Nemard also feels like a spur to me, too. I mean, um, I feel like I like the Nuggets, but I feel like they're already too deep with uh, – I mean, assuming Jamal Murray comes back, they have Jamal and then Monte Morris, right? Yeah. He might, he might get a little lost in the shuffle there. He could. And I kind of I kind of like that Spurs uh pick for him. He seems like he would just slide right in that system. But I got a I got a little bit of a wild card for you boys. Oh boy. I'm eyeballing the, the 39th King. overall pick. Ooh. Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh. They don't really have, you know, they got they got Colin Sexton, but you know, after that. If Darius, point out, Darius Garland? Darius Garland's an all-star. Oh, yeah, I didn't even... I, didn't, <laughs> I have... No, well, I hey, you know, give give Nemhard some time. No one expects him to be, you know, leading a team next yeah. year. I mean, Pangos didn't exactly work out in Cleveland, so... <laughs> Pangos did say a lot of good things about Darius Garland, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is, uh, do they still have um, Ricky Rubio? Uh, Ricky Rubio like tore his ACL and his career might be over. I think, or tore his Achilles. We we talked to Pangos about this, Coop. You know, you don't remember? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do remember him getting hurt and like him saying that, but I didn't realize it was career altering. Yeah, it sounds like it might be. Um. So yeah. Um. Mine. I kind of like the idea of him like getting drafted by, you know, potent- like a playoff team. I like him going to Milwaukee. I think, you know, if he can maybe get minutes behind Drew, learn from Drew Holiday. And because um, I don't know, do they have a good backup point guard? 
George Hill maybe, but yeah, but he's like, kind of old. Yeah, yeah. If, I, mean, I feel like Neymar you know, took on that George Hill route. Ooh, baby, I like that. Yeah, or you know, stick with his uh his Canada roots. Go go to Toronto. Go to the Raptors. Ugh. I feel like they have kind of a lot of young guards if they don't trade OG. Is OG a guard? I feel like he's a forward. I thought he's like a three. Yeah, he's definitely not a point guard though. Neymar's a true number one. You know, true. I, they, I know they have true PG. I know they have Fred Van Fleet, but outside of that, I don't really know what they're working on. So yeah, I I like the Raptors or the Bucks. What about the Hawks, boys? What about the Hawks? I was thinking about that too. There's another team behind Trey. Yeah. His defense would look amazing when he subbed in for Trey and yeah. I think he could beat out Sharif Cooper for that for that two spot. I totally forgot about Sharif Cooper. Just like I, I'm still surprised that guy went that high. <laughs> well, these are all great options, guys. Hey, do you have any uh any teams that haven't been said yet? No, I think you guys got most of them. Um what if he was like a, a heat boy? Would he fit there? Oh, and then maybe if they trade like Kyle Lowry. It's I'm nice. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice with Nemhard because I feel like he has a role in the NBA. So like as long as he goes to a, a good enough situation, like he's got an opportunity to to carve out a nice long career. So that's what we're all hoping for. So about like Philly. What do you say? Sorry. What about like Philadelphia? Oh, honestly, <laughs> I think that could work pretty well. If you um, watch Hustle, I think he'd be a nice fit with. Ah, uh, uh, they're taking, bro. They're taking both. <laughs> <laughs> or like the Nets, that would also be a cool. Oh, you don't want to send him to those drama-filled death sentence places, dude. Kyrie doesn't play two thirds of the game. Those are minutes. Kessler Edwards is getting run in <laughs> on the Nets, like. Well, Kyrie's going to get traded to the Lakers or the Knicks, so everyone knows that. Oh I don't know how this Westbrook thing's going to end, but it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> it's almost the one-year anniversary of that lovely trade on the night of our infamous uh, Instagram Live. Was that when we were waiting for Joel to get drafted? <laughs> oh, boy. We, I miss the IE. There, is there another Instagram Live in the wings? For Did we log on for the second round with Nemhard? Uh, well, Dan and I have a softball game Thursday. I'll be flying up the Spo. I did get, uh, for those that don't know, I did get some experience on the Instagram Live over the weekend. <laughs> if you know, you know. So, uh, I, I, may, I may volunteer myself. <laughs> It's just Cooper online. <laughs> I'll get on there with you, Cooper. I'll join. Did you do this from the the podcast handle? Uh, are you talking about over the weekend or? Yeah. No. I well, I think I I think I mentioned uh, that I I didn't know our credentials, so I was just like, screw it, we're going for mine, letting it let it rip. Dan was involved, I think, at one point. It was very very much me and Penny, and then uh, Connor Coombs running the show but uh yeah we got a whopping seven seven people tuned in four of which were related to me you didn't post it coop it's not posted anywhere well everyone who would have watched it was at the wedding i think would have social media knowledge in that department and he's like i don't know dude i'm like so i couldn't save it left me Mm -hmm. hanging 
But Zane, this was some electric content. It was uh, it was it was dessert reviews. One bite, everyone knows the rules. Breaking down all of the desserts at the wedding. <laughs> oh, Cooper, you you've been looking so good with your CrossFit, and then you just go and do all the desserts. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, you know, we had to, we had to, we had to let the people know. So cheat day, uh, cheat day, cheat day, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. Um. I think that might be my new thing at weddings. Dessert reviews. Ooh. Have, have some dessert at the uh, wedding and then have yourself a nice little churro for the evening, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you would have been disappointed at my wedding with the desserts, Cooper. Oh, I helped myself to some of the, uh, what were they, the little bunts cakes? <laughs> oh, I was crushing some of those. Uh, the, it was a white chocolate raspberry. I didn't yeah. go near the mini punch. We got fucked over too. We ordered a red velvet and they didn't bring them out. Oh, Ooh. I do not recall any desserts at your wedding. I missed yeah. that. Neither did I. I only remember because Courtney told me the next day. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely not the star of the show. I'll tell you that much, but um, yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. More dessert re- reviews to come. To come, to come for sure. All right. Well, Fellas, we lost a couple on our uh, on our infamous journey, Summer Session Volume 4, but the remaining crew is strong. Uh, good episode, fellas. Uh, tune in to Summer Session Volume 5 coming soon. And uh, we'll, we'll be providing updates throughout the weekend on how the Fest team is doing. We might even drop some stat lines, some uh, Instagram Live, so on and so forth. So... That being Do said, we have to record next week to recap Hoopfest. I feel like, I feel like well, we may have to break protocol to do that. With how much time we spent on it tonight, I think we have to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, great boys. Um, yeah, go Padres. Let's go. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. See you in the spo. We will uh, we'll make it happen. 100 righty before we uh, play? Yep, at least. That's the I minimum. Only go right. I only go right, even on the left side. I have little to no chance of accomplishing that before Saturday. So, softball, uh, baby. Big big sports week. Back-to-back softball games tomorrow and Thursday. I will not be striking out this week. Yeah, you will. Nope. There's, there's nothing worse than striking out in softball. All right, bye. <laughs>